Welcome to the Consultants Council podcast, a place for consulting industry guidance and best practice advisory. Whether you're working to grow in your consulting career, you're managing and developing a consulting firm, you're working with consultants, or you're just interested in business and high performance advice, we've got recommendations and education for you. I'm Kelsey Kreveling, founder and CEO of Kelsey Consulting, a firm focused on building high-performing organizations, teams, and individuals through a variety of ventures, including the Consultants Council. I've spent my career at the intersection of technology and management consulting, working with organizations across the country to help solve their toughest challenges, while also supporting the growth and development of multiple consulting firms, helping them improve their long-term performance trajectory. In addition, I serve as a startup investor and advisor, promoting the ideas of entrepreneurs as they work to gain traction in their industry. With so many people gearing up to launch their own businesses and establish their own consulting practices, I want to make available the advice and lessons I've learned along the way. This podcast is made possible by Kelsey Consulting with media support by Class Act Media. For more information, check out our site at theconsultantscouncil.com and kelsey.consulting. That's K-E-L-S-C dot consulting. And now, stay tuned for this episode's counseling because the consulting world is full of nuances and the answer is always, it depends. What's possible? Do more. Hello, I'm Kelsey Crumling, founder of the Consultants Council, and today we're going to talk about how to stay healthy and well for the holidays and the whole rest of the year. Health and wellness is something that I am incredibly passionate about. I've actually spent probably my whole life in some capacity working to heal and to improve my well-being. Uh, I actually came into this world in a rather traumatic way. I was a premature infant and had to spend my first month of life at Texas Children's Hospital uh, where I was saved by modern medicine. And um, as a result, I have always needed to pay increased attention to my well-being. I don't have the same type of physical stamina that other people seem to have, where they can go, 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 and not take care of themselves and, and not result in the same type of ailments and challenges that I seem to, to accrue. And so as a result, I've always had to be a bit more mindful. Um, and because of that, it has sent me on a path of intense healing, a lot of research, and really working to get to kind of the root cause of why we have the ailments that we have and why we feel the way that we feel and how we really can live our best and healthiest life uh, amidst all the stress and um, requirements and expectations that are put upon us in the lives that we lead. In addition, because of my increased focus on health and well-being, uh, I think there's likely a reason I was called into the healthcare industry. So I've spent my career at the intersection of healthcare and technology mixed with consulting. And so I've worked with some of the largest healthcare organizations in the country, United States, um, helping them implement their healthcare technology software solutions and helping them to optimize their processes and procedures. As a result, I've had over a decade plus of firsthand experience into how our Western medicine culture of healthcare functions. Uh, and I've seen the things that it does really well and also the things that unfortunately have room for improvement. Our Western approach to medicine is incredibly effective at trauma care and acute care. 
uh, we are able to remedy and take care of people in such a rapid and incredible way with our modern medicine. But where Western medicine oftentimes falls short is in the care of chronic conditions, in the care of the complete human, at looking at how everything in our bodies is interconnected and related. And so as a result of that deeply held awareness and belief of the fact that our bodies are built to heal, it's really set me on a path of exploring energy healing and nutrition and well-being and wellness and all of these other modalities that we can leverage and utilize in order to be our most vibrant and well self. So while I am here today as a result of modern Western medicine, I've also lived through the failures and shortcomings of Western medicine. I've had dentists drill my teeth unnecessarily without ever looking at reasons why maybe cavities were being developed and what was going on with digestion that could be contributing to that, uh, which then results in unnecessary root canals and then future procedures that need to be uh, endured in order to resolve and remedy that. I've had dermatologists um, inappropriately choose to cut instead of seeking to understand maybe why a skin cancer was developing and leaving me with horrible scars that then have to be uh, treated time and time again trying to remedy the skin. Um, I've had doctors want to put me on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications without ever once asking a single question about my diet and my lifestyle and my stress and whether I was pursuing things that actually brought joy and happiness. They just wanted to give me medications. And so because of all of those true failures in our Western medicine practices, uh, it makes it really tough to fully trust physicians and to find doctors and medical practitioners that you resonate with, that you believe in, and that you are comfortable with. Um, it created a great deal of trauma for me that I've spent many years now working to unwind, uh, where I've worked to find practitioners that I do feel safe with, that I do believe have my best interests in mind. Um, but it also has meant the complete re-engineering of my mental programming around outsourcing our power to others. No one else controls your wellness and well-being other than you. You are accountable for how healthy you are. And that is liberating. To be able to take that, that power, that strength, that awareness from the fact that you outsourced it potentially to others, you are the medicine. And as a result, you have the innate ability to heal. You just have to support yourself in a way that allows it to happen. So, because you are the medicine, I firmly believe in a simple approach to health. It's actually why many years ago I bought the domain and started a company that I haven't done anything with yet um, called Simple Health, all with the premise of easy ways to be healthy and well, because I don't think it's meant to be that hard. Even the more Eastern medicine mindset of naturopathic wellness 
still can add on so many layers of things that you must do. You must detox this way. You must heal that way. You must do all these different modalities of healing in order to be healthy. Is it really that hard? Or are there easy things that we can do every day in order to change our mindset, to change how we perceive things, and to be radiantly healthy and well? And I believe that there is. So let's dig in to some of the things that I love to do uh, that I've been refining for many, many years uh, that help me just stay in balance, to help me stay well, and to help me fend off all of the things that come at us uh, that keep us from being our healthiest self. All right, so first and foremost, shifting our mindset. Everything is energy. We know this. Everything is comprised of an energetic frequency that vibrates at a certain resonance that is either helping us or harming us based on its dissonance or resonance with our energetic human body. And when you take that mindset and when you realize that that is the world that we live in, you're able to become very aware of how things are impacting and affecting you. So what you consume comprises you and affects you. Is the food you're eating in your best interest? Is it organic and free of chemicals? How is it prepared? Were the people that were farming happy and healthy while they were farming? Or were the animals that you're consuming happy and living good lives? All of that energy goes into the final product that then you are consuming that then is making up your cellular body. The fragrances that we are exposed to and the chemicals that are in them, that impacts you. The music that you listen to impacts you. The words that you read impact you. The people that you're around impacts you. And so the first and foremost thing that I truly have found impacts my health to the greatest degree is being very conscious aware of all the things that I consume and making sure that amongst all of it, no matter what it is that I'm around, my mindset first and foremost is that I am in control, I am in power, and I can choose what I want to resonate with and what I want to stay away from, that I don't want to consume, that I don't want to take on. So once we are in alignment with the fact that everything is energy and we get to determine what is going to be a part of our energetic composition and we get to choose what we are going to consume and we get to exclude all the things that are not for us and for our highest and greatest well-being and good, it then makes it very easy to acknowledge that disease is just dis-ease in our body. It is the programmatic thoughts that we carry and contain coupled with the physical intrusions of outside frequencies that are not in resonance with us. So as a result, when we have trauma that is stored in our body from prior experiences throughout our lives, whether those be physical ailments and injuries, 
or emotional traumas that we've never fully processed. Those create weaknesses in our physical bodies and then become exacerbated by all of the outside intrusions of different chemical substances, different people, and different ways of thinking and living. And that creates that type of dis-ease within us that our bodies are always and constantly trying to heal from or adapt to. So with an awareness that everything is energy and that dis-ease is just dis-ease in our body, it becomes that much easier to consciously consume all of the things that we are going to be exposing ourselves to. And as a result, there's many simple and easy things that we can do that we have control over that make a difference in how we show up in the world, in how we feel, in how we think, and in how we act. So with the holidays rapidly approaching, uh, I've been hearing from so many people lately, oh, I'm sick. Oh, I don't feel well. Oh, I'm run down. Well, first and foremost, stop saying you're sick. Your body is always listening to you. And when it hears I'm sick, it immediately goes into a mode of thinking, oh, I'm, I'm unwell. And then that perpetuates. That builds a whole cycle of negativity on top of those words, I am sick. And as a result, if you change your thought process around that to, I'm healing. My body is intelligent. It knows exactly what to do. It knows how to take care of me. And these symptoms that I am experiencing are the result of my body detoxing me from things that no longer serve me, that are not for my highest and greatest good. They might be annoying symptoms. I might not like them. They might not feel the best, but they're my body taking care of me. When we stop fearing our body and instead begin trusting our body, our entire mindset adjusts and shifts and it allows our bodies to do what they're meant to do, which is to heal. We have been taught and programmed to fear our bodies, to fear all the things that they do. But in reality, they are so intelligent. They are doing their absolute best to take care of us every single moment of every single day. And yet we just pollute them completely. We don't give them a chance to heal. We don't let them be their best selves. And yet then we get mad at them when they don't show up the way we want them to. We get mad at the symptoms. We get mad at the responses. But in reality, they're just crying out for help. They're asking for us to please listen and to please tune in and to please take care of them. So I personally, when I adopted that mindset of never saying I am sick, but rather I am healing and my body is intelligent and it knows exactly what it's doing. I have not been sick since 2019. I've been completely well and healthy. Have I had some times where I have maybe a little bit of drainage? Sure, yeah, my body's processing, it's clearing things up. Or maybe I'm a bit tired. Okay, great, my body needs to rest. I've not been sick. And that is really powerful. So with that, as someone who used to be in two to four cities a week, many weeks of the year, traveling constantly on and off airplanes, needing to find some semblance of wellness so that I could continue with that type of itinerary and uh, work effort, 
here are the things that I do physically uh, in order to really continue to stay well in addition to mindset. All right, so now that you've shifted your mindset, uh, I recognize that there's a lot of recommendations I'm going to provide. I want you to listen to them intuitively and determine what resonates for you and what doesn't. As with everything else, be intuitive with what your body intelligently needs. It knows. Don't outsource your power and awareness of you to anyone else. Listen, gather info, evaluate lots of different sources, and decide what is in your best and greatest interest. At the end of this, I will share uh, my compilation of practitioners and wellness providers and doctors and chiropractors and energy healers that I personally like a lot, I use, I work with, or I consume information from them. Uh, but again, I have not yet found anyone with whom I agree with everything they say. You have to listen, acknowledge, and internalize for yourself what's for you. Because we are all different. Because we all have a variety of needs. We are all comprised of different consumption of parts, compilation of parts, really. And as a result, different things are going to work for different humans. So with that, let's dig into the specifics. All right, so first up, kind of most important in my mind uh, after mindset is sleep. I love sleep. I've always loved sleep. Uh, but I've not always been good at sleeping in the most restful way. So learning how you sleep and the quality of sleep that you get can certainly be very enlightening. In addition, doing things that actually set your body up to be in a restful state where your nervous system is actually relaxed is a challenge, especially if you're someone who is a type A, high drive, perfectionist, go, 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 who's addicted to their own stress hormones and doesn't know how to rest. I mean, I was getting a manicure yesterday, thought I was pretty chill, and the manicure said, relax your hand. My hand is relaxed. No, it's not. You're so tense. And that's coming after years and years and years and years of practice with yoga, meditation, lifestyle, etc. Still hearing stress. So uh, identifying ways that you can really optimize your sleep, making good sleep a priority in your life, uh, is going to be a foundational component of your health and wellness. Have you ever noticed that when you're tired, it's so much easier to be grumpy and to be kind of short-fused? You just don't have the emotional bandwidth and capacity to be friendly and to be considerate. Everything gets on your nerves. Everything is kind of grating. It's because you're tired. Sleep is one of the best ways to alleviate how you show up in the world, to restore your body's natural resonance and to allow you to be your best self. So with that, take a look at what your nighttime routine is. Do you have any lights on in your room or are you completely blacked out with window treatments and with no artificial lighting? It's so frustrating how many machines these days have lights on them. Our fire alarms have lights on our uh, you know, one o'clock have a light. Uh, so many different things are just going to have those artificial lights, and all of those affect your sleep. 
In addition, having a Wi-Fi router on, that can affect your body's natural resonance while you sleep. Uh, having your phone in your room affects you. Having a, tele uh, having a TV in your room affects you. Making sure your room is a calm place to slumber peacefully and allow it to be restorative is incredible. Investing in a great mattress is super important. Uh, getting rid of the coils in your mattress because those can create a electronic magnetic field around your bed that can affect your natural resonance. Um, making sure your sheets are of a high quality that allow you to be restored. Sleeping with the air conditioning cold enough, like about 68 degrees, so that your body actually can rest and restore. Sleeping with your eyes covered, if you can't get your room totally blacked out, can certainly help. The light still will affect your skin and they'll still read that. Turning off TVs, etc., screens, no screen time, you know, at least an hour or two before bed, really helpful. And then going to sleep with a meditation can be incredibly supportive for quality sleep. Take the time to figure out what your sleep routine is and prioritize it. Make that a huge component of getting great health. And I know that that's incredibly difficult when on the road traveling for work. Uh, there are companies that sell stickers that you can use to put on devices, block out the light, from them. That's really helpful when traveling. I certainly travel with an eye patch at night. I travel with my silk pillowcase. I travel with a uh, sleep spray that helps set the scent of the room uh, for peaceful rest. Turn my phone off. You know, there, there are certain things that you can do even while traveling for work uh, to make your sleep so much better and to make that a priority so that you are able to show up each day restored to do the best work to interact with others in a way that represents you well. Because that's the big thing when it comes to our health and wellness. When we heal ourselves, we actually heal those around us because we're able to show up as our best self. We're able to contribute to the world with all of our gifts and talents and beauties. And that makes an impact on those around us. All right, so coupled with getting great sleep is also getting enough sunshine. I know recent, you know, in years, people have learned to fear the sun and to think that it is horrible and causing all sorts of ailments. Uh, but actually, the sun is our most powerful healer when it's treated with respect. We slather on toxic chemicals all day long in the form of our products and our lotions and our cleaning products and our food. And then we go outside in the sun and we think that the ailments of those products is a result of the sunshine. And it's not. It's the sun cooking out all of the toxins that we have been consuming. When you clean up your diet and your lifestyle, the sun can heal instead of harm. And as a result, you can get all the benefits from that radiance. So take a look at how you can get great sunshine early in the morning, get it into your eyes, get light all across your whole body, allow your body to gently wake up with healthy sunshine. And that actually will create the protection your body needs to then be able to have sun later in the day. Not saying go sit outside and cook for hours to be irresponsible or stupid with sunshine consumption, but rather to use it for nourishment and to stop fearing it completely. We need sunshine. 
So it helps regulate our entire body's circadian rhythms, which keep us resonating at the frequency we're meant to. So next up on kind of the, the order of operations is really our air quality. Really optimizing the air that you are breathing and making sure that you are also breathing as optimally and efficiently as possible. So first of all, I love meditation. I love that as a, a, a practice, but also as a result of them, you're able to really channel how you breathe and to learn how to breathe correctly. Uh, there's many different practitioners out there who have lots of different approaches to learning how to breathe fully and completely, to using the full capacity of your lungs. Uh, and there's also research out there that shows that our greatest predictor of life expectancy and span is our body's ability to have lung, high lung capacity, large lung capacity. So as a result, it makes sense that not only is optimizing our lung capacity incredibly beneficial for how we live and show up each day because breath is life, but also then making sure that the air quality that we are breathing is really excellent. Interior spaces are typically far more polluted even than the outdoors because of all the toxic chemicals we're exposed to every day. The cleaning products that are used that are not clean, the paints that are used that are off-gassing, the le leathers and furniture uh, furnishings and the um, interior glues that are used in those furniture materials that are off-gassing. Our construction materials are off-gassing. They're putting tons of toxic fumes into the air that we're breathing. And then not to mention our hair care, our skin care, our fragrances and perfumes that we're wearing, uh, the candles that we're burning, the air fresheners, all of those things are polluting our air and making it incredibly toxic for us to breathe. As a kid, I hated the beginning of school for a multitude of reasons, but every year we'd get new textbooks and those textbooks would off gas and I would have a headache. I would come home every day for the first couple of weeks just not feeling well. Uh, I remember one time I um, had to wear, I wore uniforms, but had uh, a uniform from the school closet because I had spilled something on mine and it had been washed in some form of uh, laundry detergent that was fragranced and I got sick. It just made me have such a horrible headache because the fragrances were so toxic. Cleaning up our air makes such a difference for our cognitive functions and our body's health. Uh, in addition, being mindful of the fragrances that we wear so that we're not polluting the airspace of others. I mean, I live in a building now and I can tell when someone else is doing their laundry when I walk out on my patio because I smell the sick fumes of their laundry detergent and dryer sheets because it is polluting the air. So becoming very mindful of our air quality, leveraging plants when possible to keep the air circulating and to keep it clean and healthy, leveraging air filtration capabilities that are breaking down the microbes and the uh, dust particles and the air can certainly help as well. And then keeping fresh air going. Open the windows, keep your air circulating, allow yourself to spend a lot of time outside, around and amongst trees, natural water sources, go walk in a rainstorm. 
make sure that the air that you are consuming is of high quality so that you are breathing fully and freely. All right, so next up in order of operations on things that will make a big difference is cleaning up your water, the fluids that you consume. Uh, tap water is notoriously toxic and just polluted with so many things that while our cities and our governments think are appropriate for us to consume are not. Uh, you can look up the different water reports and see the volume of pollutants that are in them. And so investing in high quality water filtration uh, options that allow you to drink clean and clear water that is not polluted with fluoride or with other substances uh, will make a great difference to your health and well-being. In addition, making sure that you are consuming water or fluids that have the appropriate minerals added back in because a lot of filtration techniques remove everything from the water and as a result then you're missing out on the minerality that you require. Uh, and then making sure that your water is actually structured, making sure that it has been able to rebuild its natural resonance, um, that it hasn't been harmed by electromagnetic uh, frequencies that are atypical um, with water. And it's fascinating when we look at water, there's many different studies on this, uh, that showcase water when it's exposed to different words or to different frequencies and how it changes the crystalline structure of the water molecules. It's beautiful. Uh, if those type of outside forces have an impact on the water structure, what do you think those outside forces are doing to you who is comprised of so much water? Uh, so making sure that the water that you are consuming is hydrating and healthy uh, and not causing undue burden on your body to have to filter out everything in it that is not good for you. Um, but at the same time, there's many areas of research that talk about just consuming so much water, flushing everything out. You want to be careful of that too. Maintaining a balance with the water that you're consuming to the other nutrients that you're also consuming to the other types of fluids that you are ingesting. So as not to completely dilute your body's natural mineral content and um, your body's natural pH. So next up on the hierarchy of things that you can do to be your most radiant, healthy self, uh, the food that you consume. Cleaning up and making sure that you are eating food that is energetically nutritious for your body, that is fueling you in a way that allows you to feel good is incredibly supportive and helpful for your wellness. When we consume things that bring down our energy, that overload our bodies, that give us too much to have to digest and to deal with, we make it hard to be able to be our most resonant by ourselves. And so this is a path that I've, oh, I've walked for a long time when it comes to food. I grew up with a mom who was a vegetarian. Uh, and so for a very young age, food was a large component of well-being. Uh, I myself was a vegetarian for five years. I even was vegan uh, for a period of time during that. I would, went dairy-free, I went sugar-free, I went gluten-free, I went fun-free, and my friends left on their own, right? When um, you have to be so stringent about food, you remove a lot of the joy. 
And so while I certainly and absolutely recommend eating foods that are nutritious, that are good for your body, that are providing life and healing and energy, um, when we get too tied up in it, we lose all the joy. It's far more important to eat meals with people that we love doing something fun than to eat a, that maybe isn't the most healthy meal than to eat food that is perfect in nutritional content with people maybe that we don't like or by ourselves in a way that is not happy and joyous. So just as important as the food is, is the people that you're around while you're consuming it. So find lifestyle of food consumption that works well for you. Don't want to use the words diet because I just, that has negative connotations, but rather fill your body with foods that provide the nourishment and the joy and the lightness that you were seeking. Things that are nutritionally dense and easy for your body to digest and to consume and to use. As a result, that means foods that are organic, that have not been polluted with chemicals, that have not been raised in sad conditions. Uh, if we're going to consume animals and thank them for their lives, being mindful of that when you eat it, thanking them for the gift that is their bodies that you are now getting to consume. That is the circle of life right there, but being aware of that and mindful of that and making sure that the animals you're consuming lived good lives, they had happy lives, they weren't fed a life of fear and chemicals and toxins and hormones, but rather they got to graze freely and live happily. It makes a very big difference and how then your body is able to consume their nutrients and to use them for your best results. We've been taught to fear fat. We've been taught to fear sugar, both of which serve very important purposes and processes in our body's metabolism when used well and in moderation and from animals and from farming practices that are sustainable and kind. So. As you look at what you consume and eat, taking that conscious awareness into account is what I'm about to eat for my best. Is it gonna help me feel better? Was it raised well? Is it chemical free? What did it take for it to get to me so that I may consume it? And what is that then gonna do to my body as I eat it? Being aware of that, and not just unconsciously eating or consuming things that are terrible for you will certainly make a difference in your well-being. Over the holidays, as we're caring up for so much consumption of foods, but the rest of the year as well. So next up on the docket is exercise. And really, I see this as just a practice of moving your body, moving the lymphatic system of your body, moving, flushing out all of the toxins on a regular basis. And that can be everything from making sure you are doing appropriate uh, dry brushing and cold showers or cold plunges to massages and to just general gentle walking and movement based 
use of your body. Um, I think so much of the time we think exercise has to be incredibly strenuous in order to be effective, but in reality, sometimes that actually overtakes the body and continues to keep us in a sympathetic and dominant state of our nervous system where we're never fully at rest because we are so addicted to our stress hormones and we never get to relax. And as a result, that can then throw off our hormones and put us into a whole other state. Uh, so finding ways to be rigorous with ourselves, to allow us to move well and with ease, but also to be intuitive and kind and considerate when our bodies need and require it. And so that really can look like a lot of different things. That can look like strength-based exercises with weights. That can look like resistance-type training with bands. That can look like a Pilates practice. That can look like yoga. That can look like ballet. That can look like swimming. That can look like skiing or running or tennis or golf. Things that allow us to get out there and move our bodies and to enjoy them. We are programmed to think, you know, A, to fear our bodies, they're breaking down. And B, that we're gonna age and just fall apart. And the answer to that is only if that's your mindset. When you love your body, when you move from a position of gratitude, and when you enjoy and appreciate the way that it can operate, and you see it and enjoy it and show up, and feel it every day, it'll be incredible how your body will change, how it will feel in it, how it will move so much better for you, how the tension and discomforts will be alleviated. I certainly would encourage uh, anytime you have discomfort anywhere in your body, to spend some time breathing into that discomfort, to, into that pain, to also do a quick Google search of what does pain in this part of my body energetically or spiritually mean? It's fascinating when we learn what different emotions we hold and are tied to different parts of our bodies. Things that we didn't even realize we were resisting or fearing or had had trauma about previously that now are there and are waiting to be released. Oftentimes our injuries occur in parts of our bodies where we already had a weakness because that was an area of imbalance that now is getting attention through an injury that we then have the opportunity to mindfully heal. What is your body saying? And how can more movement and more joy and more trust in it allow you to stay well and to be your most healthy self? So when you're moving your body freely and you're consuming things that are for your greatest good and you are mindfully aware of your own innate power, I tend to think kind of the, the final linchpin of our well-being really is tied to our community and to the people that we surround ourselves with, whether those um, are human or animal. Uh, it is imperative that we spend our time around people that we enjoy, that we love, that we feel good around, that support us, that want the best for us. 
I tend to always take stock of how I feel after I spend time with someone. Do I feel energetic and happy and healthy? Or do I feel exhausted and drained? That's a really good barometer for whether that person is positive for you to be around. Doesn't mean that they're not a good person, it just might mean that their energy is draining to yours. And as a result, reducing the amount of exposure you have to them might be in your best interest. When we surround ourselves with people that don't want the best for us, who are throwing energetic daggers at us, who are attaching themselves to our life force and draining us of that energy so that they can continue to to feel something for themselves. All of that is sapping you of the life force resonance that you require in order to operate and to go about the world. So becoming very mindful and aware of who you spend time with and around and the influence those people are having upon you, both energetically and from an awareness and knowledge perspective. You know, we are the composition of the five people we spend the most time around. I spend most of my time around dogs. <laughs> I tend to think they're pretty great. Um, that's going to have an impact on us. It's going to impact how we see in the world. It's going to impact how we interact with others. It's going to impact the things that we're interested in, the hobbies that we cultivate, the interests that we pursue, the beliefs that we have in ourselves. So, being very mindful about who you spend time with and how you set boundaries around when you're having to spend time with people that you maybe don't enjoy being around or that aren't helping you cultivate the best version of yourself will really make a profound difference in your overall well-being. I know that that can be a very tough thing in the workplace. Our work culture in many environments is not that positive. And as a result, it becomes imperative that we each take on the responsibility of adjusting the environments that we're in, where we show up. We can't change anyone else. We can change ourselves and we can change our mindsets. We can change our actions and our habits and our perspectives. So we can subtly adjust how we show up, which then will have a multitude of impacts on those around us. But you also have the opportunity to move, not a tree. The environment that you're in is not one where you feel like you can flourish, that is not healthy for you, where you are having to consume things that are not for your greatest good. Where the lighting is fluorescent, the air is moldy and toxic, the people are depressing and disingenuous, the sounds are grating. Their work expectations are overwhelming and not feasible. Or it's a culture of complaining, negativity. You can adjust that. You can choose to want better for yourself. In all of this, when it comes to our health and well-being, it starts with having and wanting better for yourself. 
for knowing that that is possible, for knowing that there is more, for knowing that you are meant to heal. You're meant to be radiant. You're meant to be healthy. You're meant to be happy. That is all within your reach. But it starts with you. It starts with taking back your power. So as you have become confident in taking back your power and in wanting more for yourself, I think the kind of final stage to that, that well-being, that health, that radiance, is not only healing the physical body through conscious consumption, through healthy and intuitive movement, through clear connection with those that are positive that resonate with you, but also digging in and doing the deep internal work to remove and heal your inner traumas, to heal the things that occurred in your life that you might not even be mindful of or aware that were traumatic, to seek to understand why you are the way you are, why you behave the way that you behave, why you respond the way that you respond. Understanding the different dynamics in your life that have informed how you react and how you show up in the world is incredibly critical to being your most radiant and healthy self. When you rewrite your programming, when you upgrade your operating system, you heal the parts of yourself that you don't even know are holding you back. So this holiday season, instead of engaging in overconsumption and stress and mania, I encourage you to explore your highest most radiant self, to engage with these different practices and tactics, to bring yourself into alignment and well-being. I know that this path can be long and arduous, but hopefully my experience with it and sharing it here with you today makes it a bit easier for you to navigate your own. Cheers. Happy holidays. All my best. And that's a wrap on this episode of the Consultants Council. Thank you so much for your interest and engagement. Let us know what you'd like to learn more about by writing in to info at theconsultantscouncil.com. Thanks to Kelsey Consulting for sponsoring this podcast and to Class Act Media for the media support. And with that, cheers and all my best. Have a great week. And remember, what's possible? Do more. <laughs>